Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now let's welcome in Daryl Ryder. It's brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. He's one of our very best. He's one of our very brightest. And he covers the Cleveland Browns for 92.3 The Fan and 92.3 TheFan.com. He was at that press conference yesterday. And it was a good thing you were at that press conference. It was great that they had that press conference, Daryl, because you talked to the mayor about Cleveland Brown Stadium. Did you not? Yeah, um, he he's not exactly easy to find <laughs> to talk to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I got about sixty seconds with him. Um, I, I had about fifty questions uh, I, I wanted to ask him about it, but. Um, yeah, um, he said what I expected him to say. They want to keep the Browns on the lakefront. I don't know that that makes a whole lot of sense, but that's the plan they're going with. So they're, um, you know, still working to make that happen. When you hear it from him, uh, does it seem like there's a plan that's going to be imminent anytime soon, or are we still going around the rosy here, buddy? My understanding is they're still going around the rosy. So okay. um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know when they're going to uh, come together to get this thing done, but um, it, it doesn't sound to me like it's close, um, at least not at the moment as we talk. But um, the lease is up in uh, at the end of the 2028 season. <clears throat> it, you know, they, I'd say they have about, if they're going to renovate the stadium, they have about, about, I would say, 18 months. If they want to build something new, then they've got about 12 months. <laughs> because Really? Well, the reason why is because you got to get all the financing in place so that if it's new, so then you can do all your site acquisition work, which that, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. Then if there's any remediation or things like that that have to be done, that takes additional time. That's even before you can, you know, begin construction, which will you take around two and a half to three years to to build the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, they if they if they want to build a new stadium uh, somewhere, they got to get on it <laughs> and and get it funded. But uh, if uh, they're eyeing the renovation, then yeah, I can see them taking some time uh, and and having some additional time. Because you'd want to have uh, your construction timeline, you want to probably take about two, two and a half years if they do the progressive field style renovation, if you will, yeah. where you're still going to use the building, you're going to do the bulk of the work in the off season and, and things like that. Um, you know, you probably want to have shovels in the ground either in uh, 2026 or 2027. I want to ask you about the offensive coordinator here in a moment. I got one more about the stadium. Is there any possibility, you know, some of this is just out there to kind of take the temperature of the public 
Like, well, we want to we want to revamp this stadium just to see if people are like, because there have been plenty of people like that. Yeah. Like, is there any possibility of that? Well, I mean, obviously there's a possibility, but uh, I think that the cost of everything and I mean, as each day passes, the costs are going up. Uh, a renovation is going to cost north of a billion dollars. A new stadium price tag is double that two billion. You put a roof on it. It's a little more money. You want the bells and whistles of a retractable roof. You're upwards of two and a half to three billion. Um, I, so I, I think that this is one of those situations where I think if the Browns had their way, Ken, they'd want a new stadium. They and they'd want a dome, mm-hmm. uh, and they wouldn't want to stay on the lakefront. But the economics are what the economics are, and just coming up with the money to do the billion dollar project is an arduous task, and that's kind of why they're focused on you know, doing the renovation because that's probably the best they're going to be able to do. Well, we know, Daryl, there's going to be public money involved no matter what happens. Obviously, the big question is how much of it is going to be financed from the public. We know the state and the county, all of that is going to be incorporated. So what happens if in uh, the the good graces of the Haslams, the magnanimous Haslams in this situation say, you know what, we'll cover the difference. Do you think then a dome would work? Meaning if... The price tag for the renovation is going to be whatever it is, and then the price tag for the dome is whatever it is, and the Haslam say we'll cover the difference. Mm, I I be honest with you, I don't see that happening. Um, okay. I, I no, I, I just I don't. Um, the cha- here, the the challenge for this whole thing too is that's a city owned stadium, and the city of Cleveland doesn't have the money, and I'm not criticizing the city. But they, they don't have the money. And just maintaining the thing is problematic for the city. They got to sell the stadium. They got to get out of the stadium game. Sell it to the county. Make it part of Gateway. Something. And as the mayor told me yesterday, it is going to be a state, county, regional thing, hopefully, to do whatever they're going to do, whether it's renovate, or build new. It has to be. Um, but that's harder to, you know, it, that was easy to do with the arena and ballpark because those are county facilities. And the state kicked in with the progressive field renovation. Uh, I think it was $2 million a year state of Ohio is going to contribute toward uh, that renovation <clears throat> with the, the city and the county and obviously the Guardians also chipping in. And they're spending around $435 million all in uh, over the next two years with everything they're doing to that ballpark, including getting brand new blue seats. But with Brown Stadium uh, being a a city-owned facility here, I I just think that it makes things more difficult. And um, the mayor really didn't give me much of an answer when I asked him if there's consideration of finding a way to get this out of the city's hands. Um, other than just to say, Hey, we hope it's going to be a, a state, a County a regional and a city collaboration here. So um, it's whenever this gets done, however it gets done, it, it hasn't been an easy process to this date. And I don't anticipate it's going to be easy coming up with a solution to 
solve the stadium problem for the Browns. Dangerous Daryl Ryder with us, uh, brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. It seems that uh, Jared Johnson is going to uh, interview in Pittsburgh today for their open offensive coordinator position. We were talking about that right before we brought you on. Uh, Daryl, is this kind of maybe an indicator that Kevin Stefanski is? And I I know I've been beating this drum a little bit here. Is this an indication that Kevin Stefanski is willing to give up play calling? Because if he were to take the job in Pittsburgh, he's the one calling plays. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, it's, it's hard to say the Browns aren't saying much about what they want to do and and how they're going to go about doing it right now. Um, as far as the, the play calling goes, um, Andrew Barry said at the sports awards earlier, uh, you know, this week that, you know, that's, you know, kind of Kevin's decision. And, and he also said it at the end of season, uh, wrap up press conference too like this it's kevin this kevin's decision uh my thing is hey he does a great job calling plays uh, i don't i do not see the problems with kevin's fancy calling plays that everyone else seems to have with him calling plays um he's the winningest coach this team's had since marty schottenheimer so i don't know it's hard for me to argue with the results i'm not i'm not arguing about you him know. and i know you aren't <laughs> accusing me of it i'm not saying yeah. he shouldn't call plays but I'm just wondering, man, with the changes they made and, okay, they're willing to make all these offensive changes. Why? Well, you know, they had to look under the hood after last year. They're examining and they – They got to go back under the hood this year again. And instead of doing it with Alex Van Pelt, they want to do it with someone else. Yeah. So I can can get that. I'm thinking, is this maybe a thing where he needs to step back and kind of survey Deshaun Watson, the offense, with somebody else calling the plays? It's just – it's something I – I wonder, and I'm hearing about Kellen Moore and Brian yeah, Johnson. Well, and I mean, Kellen Moore would, I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's Kellen Moore, I would anticipate that, yeah, Kevin would be giving up calling plays because I don't think Kellen Moore would come here to not call plays. And, and that's part of the, like, that's part, I think, of this interview process, Ken, is, um, you know, finding wh- whoever to that is willing to work with in whatever parameters the job entails, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's uh, an Alex Van Pelt style job where y- you have a voice, uh, you're in on the game planning, you're pulling things apart, you're, you know, film and all that kind of stuff. But on game day, it's going to be, uh, it- it's going to be Kevin calling plays. Well, I think that that then narrows the, the candidate field a little bit. Uh, if it, But if it is a, a play-calling offensive coordinator job, then I think that widens the net a little bit. But uh, they're talking to a lot of people right now, and that's a good thing. Um, you know, those that are grumbling that <laughs> they're, they're holding all these interviews. Sometimes you interview people with no intention of hiring them whatsoever, just because you want to pick their brain. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you hi- you interview people because, well, uh, you interview what I like to call up, where you're interviewing for a position higher than maybe you circle back and actually hire them for, um, and things like that. And I'm not saying that this is what the Browns are doing, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's good that they're talking to the variety of people that they're talking to they and and each guy has a little bit of a different profile and a little bit different way of seeing things so i i think ultimately that's going to uh you know make kevin stefanski a better head coach make him a better play caller or you know whatever he decides to do in that particular area and you know make the browns a better organization and 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 allow them 
to make the best hire possible. As we know, Daryl, Ken, for a long time, has been the official custodian of the offseason wins. If Bill Callahan stays in Cleveland, how big of an offseason win? Huge. And I'm not being sarcastic. Bill is very, very important to the Browns. Um, so if Bill Callahan stays, that is a huge win. I mean, look, look at the job that he has done here. I, I think Bill Callahan's the best offensive line coach in the NFL. And I promise I'm not being prisoner of the moment or shilling or anything like that. Um, I, I can't think of anyone better. And if you want evidence of that, just look what he did last season with Dewan Jones and with that tackle situation. I mean, Dewan Jones, let's be honest about it, started a rookie minicamp struggling just to take one rep in a drill. To by the time you got to week one where he had to be thrown into the fire and step in for um, Jack Conklin, he was a brick wall. Did not give up pressures, didn't give up sacks, was phenomenal. That's how good Bill Callahan is. Because when I watched Dewan Jones in minicamp, I'm sitting there saying, the NFL ain't for this dude. And by the time we got to about his third game, I'm like, this guy's going to be all pro someday. Hmm. I, that, that's just, I think that speaks to how good Bill Callahan is at his job. So if they can keep him, Ken, that should be a top the win list this okay. offseason. I- I'm willing to do it. I love it, too. Everybody knows what we think of Bill Callahan. Hey, real quick, they, they brought it up with Ross Tucker. Ross Tucker actually brought the idea to them. If you were to trade Bill Callahan to the tech or to the Titans, <laughs> what would you what would it take for you to be able to trade Bill Callahan? Like Nick Wilson said he wouldn't trade a first rounder. I go, you're you're crazy. Like yeah. I, I would have to let go of Bill Callahan for a first rounder. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if it's a first rounder, which by the way would probably be a little absurd there. Um, Obviously, but here we are. I, I know. Uh, we're just having a fun conversation. It's a fun I show, mean, Daryl. It's a fun I show. Know. It's a fun show, as, as you both have uh, made it out to be months yeah. ago. Uh, it, it, if it's a first rounder, you'd be nuts not to do it. And I love Bill Callahan, but uh, I take the first round pick. It'd be worth it. But um, yeah, I don't. You, I don't know what he. I don't know, third round pick. I, I I have no idea what level draft pick you could get for an offensive line coach. But he he'd definitely be worth a first rounder to me. That's for sure. Sure as hell would be. Bill Belichick or Raheem Morris? Who would you rather have coach your team right now? Uh Raheem Morris. Whoa! Whoa, Daryl! Wow, taking Darryl. the taking the retread Let's over hear it. arguably the best coach in NFL history. What you got on your it, mind? Here, here's why: Bill is 72. He does not do things the way other guys do, and I don't think that he could step in and flip a program immediately. It would take time for everybody organizationally to buy in. Um, and that takes time. And let's be honest about it. NFL owners are some of the least patient people on the planet. Um, if you're talking about a five-year plan, Bill Belichick, 100%. Because he would gut the organization and rebuild it from the ground up. And he would do it his way. And he would bring in people willing to do it his way, including players. And that takes time. Wow. 
Um, that that's just yeah. that that's just fact. And yeah. from what is out there, that weighed heavily in Arthur Blank's decision that the way Bill Belichick wants to do things did not fit with what Arthur Blank and the organization wanted to do things. And that's why Bill didn't get hired. But, I mean, I, I think – I don't know what these NFL owners are thinking sometimes um, with, with some of the moves they make, but, hey, they're the billionaires. They got the money. Because um, I'd hire Bill Belichick in a heartbeat. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it comes down to Bill would want to gut an organization – and bring in people that are willing to do everything his way, the way he likes to do it, and that takes a lot of time, and it takes a lot of buy-in, which I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know in the in the way the NFL works these days that there's the the, the patience for that kind of thing, and you know, Bill's also what seventy two years old. Yep, Daryl, I think you're right. And we thank you very much for the time. All the very best to you, my friend. You bet. Have a good weekend, guys. You too, buddy. Daryl Ryder, brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Everybody's getting the wrong impression of that press conference yesterday. I didn't need a press conference. I have a theory about that, Tone. Really? Yep. The theory is... That's a good song. Uh, the theory is, is that they want to show everybody they're working together on something. How do you think that? Hmm? Big thing with the mayor. Big thing Nothing wrong with, with the that. Browns. They cordially invite you to have our hors d'oeuvres and ask some questions. And here they are. They knew they were going to be asked about the stadium. You think they didn't want? To, you didn't think they weren't going to be asked about the stadium? Hell yeah! Get the mayor. Get the Browns in there. Hell yeah! They're going to be asked about the stadium. They knew what they were doing. Everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. But you didn't need, no, they did. They probably didn't. They probably could have just sent out a, a press release and everything would have been fine. But yeah, they get together and hey, we're having another event. We're getting together on another non-football event. Here we are. And they knew they were going to be asked. They knew Daryl was going to come around with the microphone and ask the hard-hitting questions that need to be asked, that Clevelanders need to hear. And of course they knew it. And that's why they were there to answer, to show everybody, hey, 
we're still in sync. Yeah, and I guess I just don't understand why a press conference puts anybody off. I mean, didn't we enjoy wine with DeWine every day for like two months straight? Wasn't that the only joy people had in life during those dark times? Did he ever drink the wine? Oh, I thought he was getting hammered with the uh, individual doing the sign language. Oh, I thought it was just understood. Am I wrong? Well, some of the information they were (laughs) getting. So... I don't. What's the big deal? Sorry, I thought I was on a podcast. What's wrong? What's wrong with them doing a press conference? I, I think people got their hopes up, and for if what? they were getting their hopes up, who would it have been about? Did they? Who for who? Who's left? Who's the one that you wanted to hear? Who who is press conference worthy? Taylor Swift. That's the only one you could think of. Who else? Beyonce. That's the second one you could think Harry of. Harry Styles, I think, probably no, would be. No, press yeah. conference could worthy. Yeah. Could Harry yeah. Styles I think you're out of touch sell a the, stadium? Maybe I am out of touch. youth generation, yeah. Yeah, maybe. What about Jelly Roll? Is he worth a press uh, conference? I don't know. Maybe. He was just at Blossom last I summer. I like so. that guy. <laughs> this is something about him. His cousin, Eclair, was there. Too. Okay, okay, shut up. That's Come on. Have some couth and dignity for crying out loud. Apple fritter. He plays at Mapleside. <laughs> you guys done? Are we done here? Are we going to move on with the show? Can we do that? You guys got any more? I don't Mitch, see why got, we would when we done. got this coming out. You got something else on you there, Mitch? Can you add to the dialogue here? I was going to say, we, we would be amiss, remiss if we didn't mention his girlfriend, Honeybun. Get out of here. There. Let's get out of here. invited it. Get the line you knew that and was going. get out of here. He has a wife, actually. They're married. Yeah, Thank little, you very little much. Debbie. Get out of here. <laughs> Mrs. Honeybun. Stop. Get you. I'm doing the show by myself now for the rest of the day. I'll run the board. I'll write it. We'll do it live. Ask everybody the question you want to ask, though. I think they did the press conference because they want to work together. Ask everybody the question you want to ask, though. Come on, let's do it. At 79 years old, <laughs> is Rod Stewart still sexy? 216 474 to below 92. And I want to know men or women, but anybody can, can weigh a 79 year old still be sexy. I'm telling you right now, I just saw uh, one of the local affiliates just had on a video. From one of his recent tours, still looks sexy. Looked in great shape. One of the who's? Uh, one of one of Rod Stewart's recent shows. Oh, you think Rod Stewart's still he's, sexy? He was swiveling the hips. Jen just gyrating. Walked down the get Jen. Get Jen. Get Jen. Get Jen. Get Jen. We got Jen. Go to the sister station. There's a music station right there. Yeah, Jen Tui, bring her in. I mean, we have these resources. Why not bring him over? God, he doesn't know what he's doing. So I watched, and it was intoxicating, watching his hips swing from left to right, then gyrating to the other side. He still looks good? He is in shape, and how could he not be? Well, are you asking in general, can 79 still be sexy? I don't need Tim, too. Get Tim out of here. Tim Tim thinks he leaves the studio. You got to go. Come back. Yeah. Come back, Tim. Yeah. Come back. All right, here we go. I can bring in Jen, bring in Tim here from next door. Tim doesn't want to come in? Hi, Tim Jen. knows he's sexy. I got her mic 79 on. years old, Rod Stewart, I just saw a video, and I'm admitting, I'm heterosexual male, I'm admitting he still looks sexy. Really? What do you think? Do I think Rod Stewart is sexy? Did you see his hips gyrate? Is he still sexy? He is, he is uh, I, now, I've never found him sexy to begin with, so I don't wow. know if I can say, oh. I don't know if I can say still, I'm sorry, I don't know. I'm not. I'm more excited about the Billy Joel portion of the show. Is Sorry, he guys. sexy? He's not sexy. I don't know that I call He's him not sexy. Sitting down at a piano is he sexy? No. I don't. No. Think Alicia sexy Keys sitting at a piano is sexy. Big time. Big time. Never but been, I don't know about. I got something to say. Jelly Roll sitting down at a I'm piano. Gonna, I'm gonna say no on Jelly Roll. Never been big on Alicia Keys. There, I said it. Minute.
Seven minute. Wow. Glorified elevator music. Two one six four seven four double oh ninety. This is. Uh, Let's you go. opened up a can of worms. Let's what go. Could that possibly be? Get Tim in here. Tim. Yes, sir. Rod Stewart. Sexy or not sexy? Seventy nine. <sighs> not sexy at seventy nine. When did he stop being sexy? That's his whole Was thing. Was he sexy before? That's the question. That's the question. You guys have I, never so, felt Rod Stewart no, be sexy. No, have you? You said no, you and I've never seen him in concert. Either. Have you seen him in concert? Lava? I just no. I just saw the video. You just saw the video. Yeah. And you seem to be very moved. He's very active, and he's been active. Um, I thought the women still swooned over him. They do. I believe they do. And we even had some calls this morning on the Jen and Tim show saying, "Okay, that we're dumping, <laughs> that. So, we're dumping that right that now. they are very excited because he moves yeah. a lot on the stage, and apparently." He even kicked soccer balls into the crowd. Wait, when was this well, footage from? from? He's like Sabayoki, but with soccer balls? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, press conference. Well, people are down on the fact they had a press conference. They were expecting something bigger. Who would have been bigger than this at this stage other than we brought They're up They're all going to give the Taylor same answer. Beyonce Swift. and Taylor Swift. Beyonce Taylor and Taylor Swift. Swift. Although some people are saying you too might have been an exciting one oh, too. Oh god! Enough. I'm forced to listen to him every time enough. I plug my damn enough. my damn phone into the car. Still. Can you, know, Still? We get Can it, you yes. answer this one for me, for Ken? Is what? Harry Styles big enough to have a press conference for? Yes, I okay. think he okay, is. Okay, never mind. Were, were the I'm Stones wrong. big enough? Like, shouldn't they have yes. a press conference? Well, they didn't get one. Remember, Bon Jovi did not sell well when he was supposed to be at the stadium. We did get news this morning: Justin Timberlake is going to be coming to Cleveland, not not doing the skipperoo like all these other artists, Justin he's Timberlake, skip- July 7th. He's and Sunday. he's at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. He's not a stadium show. Is Justin he sexy? Timberlake. Is he Still. sexy? He is sexy. He is very sexy. All right. Lyman, Tim, you Jen- think he's sexy? You don't say he's... You he's always Rod been one of my favorites. Time. However, okay. I went to his stupid Tennessee band concert, and it was a total turnout. <laughs> I hated it. I didn't want anything <laughs> to do with the band. <laughs> I wanted JT, and I wanted the songs that I knew. I didn't understand that. He was all dressed up, suit and tie, and just doing the Tennessee thing. I don't care about your Tennessee band. Yeah. I care about global box office JT, not, oh, I went down to Tennessee, and I saw him at a, at a hootenanny outside. Like, I don't <laughs> care about that. That's not what I wanted. Jen, Tim, we thank you for your time. Thanks for having thank us. You. Yep, you're welcome. Uh, let's go to Carol in Middlefield. Hello. Hey. Hi. Um, Rod Stewart is a timeless classic. Timelessly yes, sexy, he- though. Yes. Okay. I have to say yes. I've seen him three times prior, and he's gotten better with age. All right, Carol, thank you very much for the call. Ebeth on Twitter says, I uh, never thought Rod Stewart was sexy. What's with all the people thinking Rod Stewart was never sexy? I always thought he looked pretty good, right? Now he's 79. Well, I think he found a way to go, guys, I'm so sexy, I'm going to sing about my sex appeal. Yeah. Now you have to acknowledge my sexiness. Yeah, that's part of it. Just judging from the pictures on his Wikipedia, it looks like he, around the mid-90s when it started to go south. Oh, no. Wow. We know where Rod Stewart stacks up on Mitch's sex appeal uh, meter. He's not doing the concert in Strauss, Vegas. Honest. Okay. Now, hold on. Uh, D1 on Twitter, always listens to the show, says, I think you guys are mistaking that guy from downtown Willoughby with Rod Stewart. <laughs> that would be super pimp. <laughs> Do not, ladies and gentlemen, super do you find still Super Pimp still sexy? Yeah. Super you know who sexy. I want to see open for them, though? Who? Benny Romance will always yes. be sexy. He has not lost a step. Hit it. Here it comes. Yeah! Hit it, This is the sexiest. He's probably performing this weekend at Muriel. 
I, t- I ask you guys about offensive coordinators. No one wants to yeah. say anything. Rod Stewart, no is he sexy? Here they come. 216-474-0092. All right. Coming in hot, 940. That and, uh, yes, guys, the Chiefs right now are a dynasty. Next on The Fan. Coming in hot, 940. Please keep your comments within the boundaries of good taste. Or we'll, we're just not going to do it. I think this we'll is take it. it away. I think this could be the last chance, at least for a while. Yeah. They didn't do it last week, did they? When no. we were out? Okay. 940, coming in hot. 216-474-0092. I want to take one more on Rod Stewart and whether or not he's sexy. Can 79 still be sexy? Vic and Willoughby, yellow. Hey, how you doing, guys? Doing wonderful. Go ahead. Good. I just want to preface this real quick. I think Rod Stewart rocks. Young Turks is one of my favorite songs ever. And that there's nothing wrong with the information I'm about to tell you. Okay. How sexy is it that he has one of the largest model train collections in the world and travels with a model train set up with him on the road? Wait a minute. Is that true? I had heard something I, like that. Okay. Because yes, that's a whole, 100% true. That's a whole plot to Trailer Park Boys, and Lima will be totally lost on that. He hasn't seen an episode of it, Vic. So if you're making a Trailer Park Boys, I'm going to look it up. All right. Hold nope. on. No, no, no. It's real. I read it online years ago. I mean, I've been a musician for years, so believe me, I know. I saw the article on it. I thought it was cool. I mean, it's oh a great hobby. What it's collection wrong do you with travel it. with, Vic? Yeah. <gasps> oh, you ha- you don't have the clearance to know that. No. So. Okay. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, and, right. and Ken. By yeah. the way, Ken. Yeah, we got. My daughter says, my daughter says hello. She went to school with you. Okay. She worked on the TV station when you were on the radio show. She sat behind you. She's a short, little, crazy Italian girl named Amber. Oh, hey, give her my best. All right, Vic? I, I will. Wonderful, I wonderful will. lady. Thank you very much, Vic. Thank you for the call. Yep. Vic and Willoughby. I knew Amber. Amber is wonderful. Okay. Wonderful. I wonder if she thinks Rod Stewart would be sexy. I am looking right now at the train set, and this is insane. This is unbelievable. This is a whole big city. This, it's got like a city layout. It's got like train depots coming in. It's really nice. He, tra- he don't travel with it. He can't travel. Now, does with this. this one derail also like the real ones? Uh you just you can't put the safety on, can you? You just have to do this on a Friday, don't you? Thank you very much. We're now getting videos of the Rod Stewart lookalike super pimp. We have to change our. Uh, we have to change our lives. No, we have to change the way that uh, people are thinking about something. So the Ravens and, and, and Chiefs are playing on Saturday or on Sunday. And my whole thought of it was, I thought it was easy to, to think this. And they had a big fight about it in the afternoon. Keith, the Marble Moth of Crawford County, was going after me for it. Because the question got brought up some way, somehow. Are the Chiefs a dynasty? Are they already a dynasty? And I said, yeah. And the whole rule of three t- three titles in five years got brought up. Let me go around the room. I'll, I'll get your thoughts on this. But are the Chiefs a dynasty? Because I, I have a reason why I know the Chiefs are already a dynasty. Go ahead. Are the Chiefs a dynasty? Yet. So I kind of changed my mind on this midweek. I thought they were a dynasty. I thought they had all the elements of a dynasty. And then I, I realized it's just kind of commonly understood around the country that it is three titles. Okay. So... If they win it this year, then it's official. Okay, yeah, it's official. But I'm, I'm saying as of right now, January 26th, where they have not played against the Ravens yet, but they will play against the Ravens, I believe they are already a dynasty. So I believe you are wrong, and I'm going to explain why here in a second, but I want to go to Owen Lottman. The, the, he's a Chiefs fan. Hello. 
I'm a Chiefs fan, guys. Yes, he's a big Chiefs fan. I like them a lot. Yeah, he's from Oklahoma. He grew up a Chiefs fan. I I have always been under the three titles rule as well. But then I think back to, so in 20 years when we talk about teams in the NFL and who were the best teams in the NFL, it's people are going to say the Chiefs regardless of if they win the Super Bowl this year Uh or not. That's the team people are going to go to. If you say the 90s, it was what team? What was the team of the 90s? Cowboys. The Cowboys. Who was the second team? 49ers. Of the 90s. I'd actually say the Bills. The 49ers did it once oh, in the 90s. Oh, boy. I'd actually okay. say the Bills, and they won zero titles. And it's hard to call them a dynasty because of that. Okay. But the Chiefs go into six straight AFC championship games. This is this is a pretty uh, amazing feat. Well, It is. I mean, there's no doubt. That's why originally I had thought, and then I heard the discussion on, on the afternoon show. I just think, uh, regardless of where we are, the team of the 2020s, when – when little Enzo is getting ready to start his radio career in 20 years, he will go, well, that team when I was born, the the Chiefs, that was the team to beat. That was the dynasty of the NFL. The, the, the only, the, the marble mouth was the one who came after me for it. Call me an idiot over it. And my answer was simply, well, you could do name calling or we can actually do some research. If you look over what, what dynasties are, yes, it has historically been three and five years. But I think you can't just use the the typical old arguments for what a dynasty is. This is why I say that this is now a dynasty. Six AFC championships in six years. Okay? Six games. Six appearances. They've been to three Super Bowls. They've won two of those in the last how many years? Four years. Two two Super Bowls, three appearances, four years. Right? That's an amazing feat. This is why they're a dynasty. Look over the history. Because people go, well, the Cowboys were a dynasty. Okay, that was the beginning of free agency. Just the beginning. We were still working it out, and people thought that linebacker was the most important position on offense. They did not still think, even though Troy Aitman had to throw to people and Troy Aitman had to do it, there were people who still did not believe at that time. There were people who did believe it. There were still people who believed that, that didn't believe at that time that quarterback was the most important position. Then you go, okay, Ken, what about the Patriots? Okay, tell me another quarterback that's going to take that type of a discount on money. Look at where it's at now where a quarterback takes up what percent of salary caps, a a franchise quarterback takes up what percent of salary caps? The bulk of the series, my friend, the bulk of the salary cap. So if you have one guy there who has to go through roster turnover, who has to go through coaches getting plucked from your staff, who is able to lead that team to it, I believe it is a dynasty. It's dynastic already, and it's already a dynasty because you have to change with the times. I'm not trying to make it easier. I'm not trying to let everybody into dynasty land, but if you have that much focus on Patrick Mahomes where he has a half a billion dollar contract and you have to go through a roster changeover like they are right now, like they're not going to be worse next year. They're going to be better. The the Chiefs are. So we'll probably unless he gets hurt, we'll probably end up running it back. So I don't know how they're not a dynasty right now with what we currently deal with with the NFL with the constraints of a quote-unquote salary cap. I find them to be a dynasty. So if the Ravens pull this off, Lamar Jackson wins on Sunday, and it's the Ravens going to the Super Bowl, and then out of nowhere, Patrick Mahomes has this epiphany, this Andrew Luck-like epiphany. I've taken too many shots. I've, I I, I want to stay healthy. I've made enough money, and I'm never playing football again. I'm stepping away from the game. Okay. Are we going to look back 20 years from now and call the Chiefs a dynasty? Yes. 
Yes, the, I will. The yes. two-time Super Bowl champs. Because it's hard to do it three times in general, and nobody's oh, obviously yeah. ever done it three straight times. I think that's why they call them dynasties. And I, I understand the old rule of dynasties. Three, t- three titles in five years. But I think we do. It's a terrible way to put it because no one's going to agree with me. We have to move the goalposts on this. Look at the constraints of salary caps now and the one guy who makes the most money. That means the most pressure is on him. They're back in the AFC Championship game. These things don't fall off the trees. How many AFC Championship games has Josh Allen been to? One. Okay. How how many other championship games has a lot of other quarterbacks that we talk about being great have been to? And this guy's been to all of them. Is he or is he not the boogeyman of every every conversation we are going to have? So let me just ask. Finishes with hell. We don't even bring him up half the time because we don't even think we can. I know we got to go. I know we got to go. We'll carry this over two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. If the Chiefs were sitting on maybe one Super Bowl or zero and just get to the championship game every year, that's different, right? You're not yeah. calling them a dynasty. Yeah, that's okay. different. Yeah. Just making sure. That's like the I, Eagles. Like the Bills got there four straight times, and I know what Owen just said. I still can't call them a dynasty. The Eagles question was brought up. I still can't call them a dynasty. You have to be a champion multiple times to be a dynasty. But you see how quickly these teams fail. I think now it's easier than ever to fall apart. I think they're a dynasty. 216. 474 92 Are the Chiefs already a dynasty? All that and guys, uh, I had a wild conversation earlier this week with one of our biggest rivals. That and coming in hot at 940 on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.